I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Tia Johnston. Tia, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. And Tia, as you and I hope listeners are aware of by now, we have already fully embraced the weirdness that is this Stick to Sports Podcast. But today, I feel like I'm going to have to take it to another level <laughs> because I've got a bit of a surprise game for you that I've only kind of given you details on. <laughs> are you ready for this? Are you nervous? How are you feeling about this? I'm ready and I wasn't nervous until you asked me if I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't be nervous. It's something that I have been thinking about literally for, I don't know, when was the first time that you and I ever spoke on the phone? Like, <laughs> like. 15, 16 months ago. Like ever since then, this has been in the back of my mind and this is the perfect outlet to finally put it to a test. So we will do that later on in the show. But if you're asking why are they talking about games and weirdness here on a Buckeye Sports podcast? Um, well, it's because we are not your normal Ohio State podcast. We are a cool Ohio State podcast on Stick to Sports. We talk about the things around the periphery of Ohio State athletics as well as things that keep us distracted and entertained in between the games. Speaking of which, Tia, there was no game on Saturday. So literally this season that we thought was going to be jam-packed game to game to game, one a week, all the way into uh, mid to late December didn't happen because Maryland canceled the uh, this past Saturday's game because they had a an outbreak of COVID on their team. We still don't know if they're going to play this coming weekend, but Ohio State will get back to action when they take on the number nine Big Ten East leading Indiana Hoosiers in Ohio Stadium on Saturday. It is the big noon kickoff game on Fox. So that'll be a fun top 10 matchup that I expect Ohio State to win by three to four touchdowns. Um, there will be plenty of coverage of that game in this podcast feed and on LandGrantHolyLand.com throughout the week. But because Ohio State didn't have a game this weekend, I am interested what you did instead of watching Buckeye football. Did you watch other college football games? Did you binge other stuff? What was your Saturday like without an Ohio State game to watch? Yeah, I watched other games. I watched Penn State just play awful. Yes. I mean, I know like we knew that they weren't great this year, but as soon as I turned that game on. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is they they lost they lost 30 to 23 uh against Nebraska and they were down 27 to 6 at halftime. They actually made it a contest yeah. 
late in the game, much like a lot of Ohio State's games have been. Ohio State blows people out and then lets them come back in. That's what happened with Nebraska. Right. Yeah. So I had that on in the background. I didn't I wasn't really like watching it like I do Ohio State games, but I baked. So here's the thing. I Oh. I I've always been interested in baking. I hate cooking. Like I hate cooking meals, yeah, dinner, yeah, yeah. like savory food. I just have no interest in it. I'm not like a foodie or anything like that. But baking, and I don't know if it's because I'm obsessed with baking shows, but like I love it. I think it's so relaxing and it's intriguing because all you have to do is follow the recipe to a T. Like that's all you have to do. And yet you can still mess it up. Like I just, it blows my mind because I will, <laughs> I will look back and I'm like, I did all these things. Why is this so bad? <laughs> so I'm trying to get good at baking. That's kind of what I've decided to do during quarantine. So I baked a banana bread. How was it? It was okay. That's what I mean. Like I, I swear I did everything the recipe told me to do and it was like bland. Maybe it was the recipe. I don't know. So that's pretty much how I spent the day. And then I, what did I do? Oh, I attended, attended, quote unquote, a virtual fundraiser for the Philly Dog Shelter. Very on brand for you. Very on brand. It, it is very on brand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will just tell you, I will give you my mailing address. If you ever bake anything that you think is spectacular, <laughs> feel free to send it from Philadelphia to Orlando. I will be glad to give you an unbiased opinion. Oh, I will. Uh, on on said baking. Um, yeah, my day was, I mean, I didn't bake, but was similar to yours. Like I, I had college football on uh, in the background. The only one that I really kind of watched closely um, was in the evening. And that was number 13, Wisconsin, beating the ever living tar out of Michigan, yes. 49 to 11. That was a lot of fun. Um, I flipped between that and there were some other games going on, uh, like the Notre Dame Boston College game. Um, I watched that one and um, was hoping for a Jeff Halfley upset there that didn't happen. But uh, you know, it was kind of a bland weekend. Uh, Notre Dame was the only top four team that was in action. Both Clemson, uh, Clemson had a, a, an off week in both Ohio State and Alabama had their games either canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus. Um, so it was kind of not a great weekend. And even in the Big Ten, like there weren't a lot of very good games like Northwestern beat Purdue by seven and Northwestern's ranked, I guess. Uh, but other than that, it was kind of a, a bland weekend. So what I did in between my college football watching is I have been behind on my programs <laughs> and I was a cut. I was like two weeks behind on general hospital. So I had to catch up and I'm not caught up. I well, I got through like five episodes last weekend and you laugh, but I have been watching general hospital and ABC soaps rest in peace, loving the city, all my children in one life to live. But I've been watching these shows to you. Literally, and I know I make this joke about how much older I am than you, but I've been watching these longer than you've been alive, I think. Like, I literally think probably around the time you were born was when I started watching these shows because my mom always used to tape all my children. And then when I was old enough to stay home alone, I went to private school. So, like, I didn't live by my like, people I went to school with. So I was like by myself uh, until my brother and sister who are younger than me were old enough to stay home too. So I would just like watch them in the afternoon. So I've been watching general hospital, I think probably in the 25 to 28 year range. Um, and I watched every day and I used to, as you know, and which I'm actually going to talk about later. Um, I used to have a job where I would sit at my desk all day and like answer emails and do spreadsheets and like do stuff on my computer 
in February, I got a new job where I literally have to have headphones on to do my job. So I can't have things on in the background. And even though I still have my calendar update to send me an email every day at 1.50 p.m. so that I know that General Hospital is starting in 10 minutes, um, I can't really watch it all that much. So I have been trying to get caught up. It's in the middle of November sweeps and I'm behind, which isn't good because all the best stuff happens during sweeps. Um, so I, I tried to catch up a little bit on General Hospital, but as I was watching, it brought back something to mind that I've been thinking for like, you know, however long you and I have been talking on the phone and via podcasts. And it is that you sound exactly like one of the actresses on General Hospital. Um, the actress plays the character Willow Tate, who started off just as like an elementary school teacher. And then it turned out that she was a member of a cult who got away from the cult and gave up a baby who she had with the cult leader up for adoption. Oh but the baby was swapped and it actually died um, <laughs> when it was born. And then but they thought this rich family ended up getting the baby in the adoption, but it really wasn't a whole messy thing. But is this like a soap opera? Yes. Do you, you don't know what General Hospital is? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, I, I mean, still like. I, I, yes, it's a soap. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what else? What TV show did you think had been on for 25 to 30 years? It's been on for longer than that. I mean, I've that. heard of it. I just, I didn't know it was full of all of what you just described. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yes, it's a soap opera. It's been on for like 50 years, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Um, and it is a staple in my life. And how dare you? <laughs> I'm intrigued now if that helps. Okay, well, it sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't necessarily look like the actress Caitlin McMullen, but you you <laughs> sound like her. And it was I like noticed it the first time when I like did your interview for Land Grant Holy Land, like I noticed it. Like I was like, oh, that's kind oh of my weird. Gosh. Um so what I put together here is I have sent you over four clips. You have not, at least you've told me, you have not listened to these yet. I have not. Okay, so what I would like you to do is, <laughs> while we are here, I want you to listen to them one at a time, and then I have the script for you. I will just remind you what it is. I'll even actually send it to you in Slack, and I want you to repeat what it is that Willow says in this clip, and we're going to compare them for the listeners. How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, so let's go with with clip number one. I have to see you immediately. It's about Shiloh. I have to see you immediately. It's about Shiloh. Okay, first off, that's not how she said it on the sh on the show. Like, give me some passion. <laughs> you want me to act? <laughs> I want you to give me a little bit of character, a little bit of act. If you need to listen to it again to get the right intonation and tone, feel free. But I'm just saying, give me give okay. me a little something to work okay. with here, Johnston. I have to see you immediately. It's about Shiloh. <laughs> good. Very good. That's good. That's good. Shiloh is the cult leader that um, basically, and the re one reason this ties in with my recommendation, um, but he's a cult leader that basically drugged her and forced her to sleep with him and she had a baby and she gave it up. That's where that whole thing comes from. So, but we'll tie this in okay. back in my recommendation at the end. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and listen to video number two. Thanks for coming so quickly. I was afraid I'd change my mind if you didn't. She is always indistraught. Well, that's okay. the same. You, you noticed that that's the <laughs> same episode. So that's like she's wearing the same clothes and 
the in, in oh, the okay. same place. So that's from the same episode. So yeah. So um, all right, go ahead. Give me give me number two here. Thanks for coming so quickly. I was afraid I'd change my mind if you didn't. I mean, it wasn't as much distraught as I would have hoped for, but we'll let that one pass. Okay. Um, so that's number two. Let's go ahead and go to clip number three, which is less distraught, more optimistic, um, but still um, being peak Willow here. Michael and I had a good talk about Wiley and Jonah and how dwelling too much on the past could cause you to miss out on the present. This is a different setting. This is late. This is a few months later. She's talking to her then boyfriend, uh, Detective Harrison uh, Chase. So uh, go ahead and give me this one. Michael and I had a good talk about Wiley and Jonah and how dwelling too much on the past can cause you to miss out on the present. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> okay. So last one, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and watch clip four. Now she at one point was, as I mentioned, an elementary school teacher and she is at a birthday party for one of her students. Hope so. It's good to see you, Charlotte. How are you enjoying summer? That one I can kind of hear myself. Okay. All right. So give me, give me this last one. Okay. I hope so. It's good to see you, Charlotte. How are you enjoying summer? Oh, yeah, that was that's it right there. Like that was peak <laughs> Willow. Um, that sounded very much like it. And you don't not look like her. Like, I'm not saying you guys are twins, but there is some resemblance, I think, between the yeah. two of you. Like, do you see that at least? I do see it. She has blue eyes, but like the features and that definitely that last clip, I could hear myself. OK, like, um, yeah. Yeah. So if you want more Willow Tate backstory, I'm happy to give it to you. She is now married to the father of the baby that she thought was hers, but really wasn't because they were swapped. But they only got married because they wanted to avoid the child, which is Wiley, potentially having to have you know shared custody with his murderous mother, who is now dead. But now that she's dead, they're trying to decide whether or not they want to stay married together because they've been friends for years, but never really had anything romantic. But they did kiss once, but that was it. So big storyline going on. I'm a little behind, so I got to figure out where um, we are in this story. So um, Willow Tate, I hope that this is your introduction to all things General Hospital. And now that you know it's a soap opera, Tia, there are things for you to catch up on 50 years of backstory if you want to binge, uh, binge General Hospital. <laughs> no, this show sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's on every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah, so... Uh, That's a lot of catching yeah. up. <laughs> but That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like two weeks behind. But here's the real... Like, here's the best thing about watching soap operas is, is that you can literally skip like six months, two years, and like watch two episodes and be 100% caught up. Because like right. storylines take a long time to develop, like longer than they should. Um, and it's basically the same characters. And even if there are new characters, almost everybody is somehow related to somebody. So it's like, oh, this is... <laughs> Like Willow's an exception, although she's developed family as the show goes on. But like everybody's like, oh, they're a Quartermain or they're a Corinthos or they're a Weber or, you know, they're a, a Cassidine. Uh, you know, there's somebody like there's all, everyone's from the family. Like you basically know everything. And General Hospital does a really good job of like keeping some of the older characters from like 20 years ago still involved. They're actually cutting back their cast right now because everybody has less money because of covid um so i'm a little disappointed that some of their yeah. casts are leaving but um willow there i think they're setting her up to actually become a nurse so i think she's starting to take some nursing classes so very exciting that they are keeping her around general hospital long term she's not a great actress but she's still somewhat <laughs> compelling nonetheless yeah you just have to be dramatic and distraught and then you have a part in a soap opera <laughs> that kind of reminds me of jane the virgin oh my i God. think that's like the most soap opera 
soap opera e show I've watched. Okay, <laughs> I want to tell you, the recommendation that I have is not Jane the Virgin, but until I came up with this one, it was going to be Jane the Virgin. So, yeah, it was going to be my recommendation for today. So I'm so glad. Maybe someday we'll have to talk about Jane the Virgin because that was my favorite show when it was on. I love Jane the Virgin so much. So good. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Tia, thank you for humoring me. And I'm glad that you could hear the similarities between (laughs) you and one Willow Tate on General Hospital. And now, you know, it's a soap opera. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So next up, we have to get through to the results of our Tortilla region in our 2020 chip championship bracket. Tia, have you looked at the results? I haven't. I meant to before we started recording. I will tell you, with 570 votes coming in in first place with 50.5% of the vote is the number three Totino's Cantina Chips. Yes! <gasps> What? Yes, it was. Oh my gosh. Okay, Tostitos Lime or Hint of Lime, they were in the lead for a long time. Yeah, it went back and forth. Like it was super close. Like it was at 50-50 for a long time. Then Tostitos Hint of Lime took the lead. I was surprised when I looked today and saw that the one true chip took the lead. (sighs) I mean, it was a good, it was a good matchup for sure. It was. So the Tostitos Cantina Blue Label Traditional, of course, will move on into our chip championship bracket final four, which we will bring to you um, next month. Uh, Next month, it'll be there. But we are now going to turn our attention to the next bracket, which is the potato region in our chip championship. So these are just traditional, regular, non-flavored potato chips. This is one that I think is going to be very interesting because there's while there are different flavors, the different textures of the chips play a big factor for me in terms of the types of chips that I like. Yeah, I don't know if that's the same for you, but the texture and the way it feels in my mouth is a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, you, I had some suggestions on chips, but you did the ordering and the ranking and all of that stuff. And you did the matchups. Do you want to run through uh, how our bracket is first before we get into the actual breaking down the matchups themselves? Yeah. Okay. So we have number one, Ruffles, versus number eight, Baked Lays. Mm -hmm. Then we have number four, Munchos, versus number five, Pringles. Number three, Lays, versus number six, Kettle Brand Chips, Number two, Better Made Crinkle Cut 
versus number seven, Cape Cod Waffle Cut. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take some exception with some of these the, these seedings in here, but I think you did a really good job of giving us a variety. Like there's there are, aren't too many that are like, oh, those are the same kind of chips. So I appreciate you varying the textures uh, on these a lot. Let's start in the uh, at the top of this bracket, number one Ruffles, which is my favorite, versus number eight Baked Lays, which is essentially salted cardboard, but um, <laughs> not terrible tasting salted cardboard but salted cardboard nonetheless um i Mm -hmm. I, ruffles are my favorite like i could just sit and eat a bag like actually honestly if you give me like a glass of water like i could just eat ruffles for every (laughs) meal of every day oh yeah yeah and i know like the bracket is supposed to be it's still supposed to be the best of the best even like the lower seeds but i realize that i have not actually tried that many types of potato chips because I do have my favorite. So once we got past like, you know, the ones that we have here and then we got to number eight, I was like, I don't know what to put here. And then I was like, wait, baked lays are not good. (laughs) So they're going in. And I feel like some people might, I mean, I know people who actually do pick them over regular chips. I don't know why. They're not not awful. Like they're not yeah, they're not bad, but like they're not going to be your first choice. Yeah, unless you're specifically going at them because they're quote unquote baked. Um, that's really right. the only reason uh, to eat those chips. But so I feel like we're both in agreement that number one Ruffles is moving on. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, moving on to the next matchup, we have number four gas station favorite Munchos versus the potato chips in a can number five seed Pringles. I'm a little surprised that you had Pringles down at number five. I thought this would have been um, a little higher because this is kind of like the delicacy of potato chips, I think. Uh, Maybe it's just because they come in the can. Um, But I would have thought that you would have had Pringles a little higher. But um, this is a fine matchup. They're both kind of slightly unusual chips. So I think the the pairing is good. How how are you feeling about our number four versus number five matchup? So the only reason I put... Munchos at number four is because I know you said you like them I a do, lot. I do. And I I felt like Lay's original were better than both Munchos and Pringles, which is why they're at number three. Hence Pringles being at number five. So okay. I I know I've had Munchos, but I don't remember exactly the experience of eating those. But I do know that Pringles. Like, I grew up eating Pringles. Like, every single day in my lunchbox, Pringles. So if I had to choose, I'm going with Pringles. But you're the one that likes Munchos, so I'll hear your argument about that. Yeah, like, I like both of these, and I will still eat both of these. Munchos are, they're weird because, yes, they're potato chips, but they're kind of, like, filled with, like, little air pockets. So I don't know if they're made differently. I'm sure they are. But they're they're kind of rounded, and they have these air pockets in them, and they just taste different. Um, They're still very much a chip. It's the salt. It's the grease. It's all the stuff you want from a potato chip, but it's a little lighter. It's a little fluffier. The one thing that Pringles has over Munchos is the fact that you can make a duck bill with Pringles, which you cannot do (laughs) with Munchos. So I, I don't have a strong um, vibe on this. The, The one thing I'll give to Munchos is, is that at the bottom of a Pringles can, oftentimes there's, an unacceptable number of broken chips, I feel like, um, which can be hard, mm-hmm. but it's a little easier to to like 
dump those out into your hand than it is for a bag. So I, I'm torn on this. I'm fine. If you want to go Pringles, I'm okay with that. But I do want to recommend people, just because you see them and they're like two bucks a bag at a gas station, you think they've got to be garbage. Munchos are, are good potato chips. And to your point about the crumbs at the bottom, like... I don't know why you're pouring those crumbs into your hand and not just straight into your mouth, which is the whole point of the, of the can. Right. The only reason would be is if you are currently driving your car and you can't get the proper <laughs> angle for it to fit in your head, uh, to fit into your mouth by tilting your head back. That's the only reason you wouldn't pour it directly in your mouth. You are correct. Yeah. Okay. So for that reason and the duckbill reason, I think that gives Pringles an edge, like a unique edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. good with that. I'm good with that. All right, moving on. The We just have number three Lay's. I'm assuming that's just regular traditional Lay's potato chips. Yes. Okay, and they are taking on the number six seed, the Kettle brand chips. Now, I feel like we need to clarify. Kettle brand has like a gazillion flavors um, and they have like a gazillion cuts. So I'm scrolling through the Google images and I don't know that I see just a generic basic chip. So which one are you going for? Is it like the the sea salt? Is that their like base level chip here? Oh, I guess it does say sea salt, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just so they don't have an original. It's just sea salt. I'm, the sea salt version. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. still original, I think. I just wasn't sure because there's so many different ones that it's hard to like keep yeah. up with what's what. I just feel like... Like you said, we had to have a kettle chip, and I think they have the best. Okay. I don't – I mean, I think I've had them before, but I don't know that I necessarily can remember what that experience is like. So give me the kettle chip sea salt experience. Well, have you ever had kettle chips first? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I enjoy the kettle chips. Because I was tempted to just put kettle chips, like, just as an overall – general type of chip mm -hmm. like I, I i don't know about kettle chips you know how i said the thing about tostito scoops where they just like hurt your mouth yeah. like that's kind of my experience with these two because they have the weird bends yeah like when i'm snacking i just want to put something in my mouth and not have to like work to chew it <laughs> they are very crunchy and sometimes very hard yes so and lays original is like the complete opposite like those practically melt in your mouth <laughs> they are so greasy that's my that's, that's why they are so greasy <laughs> they're really bad for you yeah <laughs> um, i will say I, I agree that like kettle chips on a brain uh, on like a generic not the brain but like the generic kettle chip genre is so wide and vast that even though they're all like just regular kettle chips. You can get a wide variety and sometimes they are really good and sometimes they're not. I will tell you, you don't have racetrack gas stations up in Philly, do you? Are they a Southern thing? Is that like the name of yeah, it? Yeah, it's a Southern brand, Like, but their generic kettle chips are really, really good. Um, 7-Elevens aren't bad either. Um, so I like those, but I don't know that I have a, a, a strong feeling for the kettle chip brand itself. So I would probably go Lay's their basic uh, and they're just, you know, the, the, the run of the mill, but like they're good. Like they're Wisconsin football. Yeah. They're nothing special, <laughs> but they're solid. They will always get the job done. Right. Like you're never going to turn it down. You're never going to totally. not watch Wisconsin play football. <laughs> yeah. It went well, maybe. Um, but yeah, I will never turn down a Lay's potato chip. So, all right. So I feel like we're good with number three Lay's moving on. All right. So that brings us to the last uh, matchup in the first round. That'll be number two, better made crinkle cut 
versus number seven Cape Cod Waffle Cut. Now I'm a, I'm I I feel like this could be our most contentious battle here, um, Tia, because I honestly have never heard of Better Made Crinkle Cut. I knew you wouldn't know. Okay, okay. Here's my story about those, and this is why they're number two. Because I gave you Ruffles at number one. Yes, I appreciate that. These are like the same thing, but my grandma has these in her cupboard always, like no matter what, my whole entire life. Because I'm pretty sure they're like old fashioned. I think they've been around for a really long time. They are so good. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's like kind of like the Lay's melt in your mouth deal, but crinkle cut. And the flavor is just a little bit more like potato-y because I think Lay's are way more processed. That would be my guess. So good, though. They melt in your mouth. Okay, I, I will give you that. But here's because I never heard of them. I looked them up. They are old fashioned. They were founded in 1930. Here's where I'm going to take a little bit of an issue with you, though. Do you know where they were? Okay. You know where they were founded and are currently headquartered? I'm just going to guess Michigan. Yes, yes, Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> um, they are. They are. They were founded in Detroit, Michigan. They merged with another company. They are now. I think they're headquartered in Bay City, Michigan, or maybe still in Detroit. I'm not sure. But this is like a Detroit um, original. They did expand into Toledo in the 1970s, which might be how they got into Ohio and your grandmother uh, found them. But um, they're Michigan original. So I, I, I'm a little suspect of that. The Cape Cod Waffle yeah. Cut are good. I, um, I, I don't... I don't like love them necessarily, but they're good. Like I like them. They're different. That, that thing And Cape Cod is only two hours from where Ryan day grew up. I'm just saying, uh, in, in, uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, but I've, I've never <laughs> had the better made crinkle cut. I've never heard of them. So I don't know that I can in good faith vote for them, but I like what you're telling me in terms of what the experience of eating them are. So I am fine conceding this round because I don't love Cape Cod waffle cuts like I do the ruffles. But like I'm this is done solely based on your incredibly discerning taste buds. <laughs> OK, one, I didn't know that I needed to do extensive research what? on the history of these. Chips We're doing a bracket. Do you <laughs> not do research on the teams in the in the NCAA tournament before you pick uh, pick winners? I mean, I, yeah, I'll, I'll do it moving forward. However, I need you. I'm about to mail you a bag of this, of the better made crinkle cut. Instead of a baked good, I'm going to mail you this and make you try it. Cape Cod waffle cut, I've never had, but I I don't like what they look like. <laughs> I don't like the waffle cut looking I don't like texture. I don't like waffle cut fries, so I understand that. I don't either. Yeah. I think that's what I'm like referring to when I look at them. Yeah. So. And they're also they're also hard. They're very crisp. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't no. think you like that. And don't you don't have to send me these because can you imagine sending a bag of potato chips like through the mail or UPS <laughs> like and it, it's not in a can. So I can't just pour them directly into my mouth. So uh, but I will do my best to seek these out at some point and, and find them. But all right. So we will move number two better made crinkle cut into the next round. Let's run through uh, this next round. So we get our finalists for the potato region in our 2020 chip championship bracket. We have number one Ruffles versus number five Pringles. Uh, this is a tough one. Like this is a really good second round matchup. I feel like Pringles are, like I said, they're like the, like you were talking last week about the bougie tortillas. Like I feel like Pringles <laughs> are the bougie 
potato chip. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. I mean, I my sentimentality goes with Ruffles because I think they are the best. I, I have to I have to admit the difference between the two for me is the amount of grease. Ruffles has so much more grease, and so I'm voting for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's why I'm going with Ruffles as well because I'm picturing like chip dip, mm. which is how we used to eat Ruffles all the time with like French onion chip Fair. dip, and there is nothing better. So I'm going to go with Ruffles. Yeah, and Pringles are a little flimsier. Like, I mean, they're meant to be super thin. And, like, I think those are hard. I think that's a good point. When you're talking about chips, you want to include how they hold up with dip. And I don't think that Pringles hold up super well. So uh, I I agree with you on the Ruffles. Let's move them into the finals. They will be one of the chips voted on by our our chip-loving public. That will bring us down to the original Lay's. The uh, the gold standard, so to speak, in backyard cookouts uh, across the country versus better made crinkle cut. The pride of Detroit, Michigan, the pride of that state up north. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. I've never I've never had them, so I'm still at a loss, but I will I will defer to you. So I don't know if this is really like. I don't I I think this might take the integrity out of this win, but I really want lace to be better made crinkle cut because I want to see a Lay's, just original Lay's and an original Ruffles yeah. battle. Like, I want to know. And everybody's had both of those, you know? Right, and that was going to be part of my argument for Lay's is because it sounds like better made crinkle cut is essentially the same type of chip as Ruffles. Right. So it might be, yeah. it, it might be better for the matchup if we went something different. However, I will say, I feel like your, um, your testimony about how incredible these chips are has certainly opened up my eyes and I hope opened up the eyes of listeners and, and uh, enlightened them to what a great chip this is. So hopefully the sales will surge because of this segment, but I would vote for Lay's just <laughs> for the matchup that we will have to open up to the public. Yeah. The TV ratings. <laughs> You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had what was it like 507 votes? Uh, yeah, 500, 570. Gotcha. I was underselling us. So hopefully this this matchup. So are we saying number three Lay's moves on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Number one Ruffles versus number three Lay's. Ironically, last week in the tortilla bracket, it was also number one versus number three. We will see if uh, number three can Ooh. pull the upset like it did last week as well. So, folks, we have. The Ruffles Have Ridges chip is the number one seed taking on the smooth, melts-in-your-mouth tastiness of number three Lay's. We will have this in a poll with the completed bracket with pictures for reference up on our Twitter feed as soon as this podcast episode uh, article goes live. The episode will go out earlier before the article, but you can get that at LandGrant33. We will have that voting open until, I guess... That would be um, Tuesday, November 24th, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll be open through noon. I think I have it set up to go through uh, on Tuesday, November 24th. So make sure that you uh, head over to Land Grant 33 and vote for your favorite chip. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our final segment of the week, Tia, and that is our recommendations. Um, I'll go ahead and go first because I actually have kind of teased my recommendation uh, a little bit. As I said, I was thinking that potentially I would recommend Jane the Virgin because I thought you mentioned last week 
about liking to have things to binge. And this was something that I figured while Cam is still busy during the season, like this could be something you could catch up on. So that's why I was going to thinking Jane the Virgin. It's a great show to binge. I love that show. I've interviewed uh, Jaime Camille, who is uh, Rogelio de la Vega, who I think is the best character you have? I have. Um, I think he's <gasps> was the best character on TV when that show was on. I love Rogelio so much. Yeah, um, I love him. So, so good. Um, but I went another way because I knew as I was going to be talking about Willow Tate, as I mentioned, she was in a cult um, called Dawn of Day on General Hospital. That cult was almost, I mean, it was a soap opera version of the real life cult Nexium, which is the subject of the uh, the currently ongoing uh, HBO, actually, I think it just ended, HBO documentary, The Vow. Uh, there's actually going to be a second season of The Vow. I'm not recommending any of those things because I think The Vow is not very good. But what I'm recommending <laughs> is my day job. It's a little self-promotion. It's a little uh, self-aggrandizing. But I'm recommending my day job, which is the True Crime Obsessed podcast. It is one of the most popular true crime podcasts in the world, but also one of like literally a handful of the most popular true crime comedy podcasts in the world. We have regular episodes that come out in our feed on Tuesdays that cover documentaries. And basically our two hosts, Patrick and Jillian, just make fun of everybody in these documentaries. They never make fun of the victim <laughs> or the crime, whatever it is itself, but everybody else is fair game. Um, on Thursdays through Christmas, we are having uh, extra episodes uh, where we are recapping all of the new Unsolved Mysteries episodes on Netflix. But then where it ties back into this uh, Willow Tate connection is we are currently towards the end of recapping The Vow on Patreon, on our Patreon. Um, so, you know, we are like the third, third largest thing on patreon like not podcast the third largest thing in the world on patreon second or third i can't remember where we are right now um but we release those episodes on fridays i'm actually going to be editing episode eight of the vow for this friday after we record um so i'm just going to pat ourselves on the back it's a lot of fun if you are interested in true crime and like people who make fun of it and you don't mind a uh, fairly flamboyant game man cackling through it and a really angry woman from queens uh, making fun of people. <laughs> this is the show to check out. Um, we have other spinoff shows. Um, some of them that are comedy. Some are not. Obsessed with Disappeared. Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight. Um, Unjust and Unsolved. Uh, Crimes of the Centuries. We have another one that's coming out in January. Uh, but my job is uh, as the editor and producer for True Crime Obsessed. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to recommend my day job here on one of my side gigs. I'm surprised you haven't done that sooner. Well, you know, it's a I little mean, there's weird. there's no problem with that no it's a little weird when we used to do um our old version of why is this news columns um, i would always put an article from my previous day job as one of the final stick to sports recommendations when i was working at broadway world um, but i try not to cross promote too much it's a little weird nobody cares i mean our demographic for true crime obsessed is not the same demographic as a, an ohio state podcast um it is very much with <laughs> very much women and gay men um but Nonetheless, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and I felt like with the Willow connection here, uh, it was worth it. So that is my recommendation. Yeah. True Crime Obsessed. You can get anything from the Obsessed Network. All of our podcasts are great, uh, but I only really work on True Crime Obsessed, so that's the best one, of course. Yeah, and I feel like like who would not like that duo of hosts? It's so much like fun. a flamboyant <laughs> gay man and 
a mean woman from Queens. Yeah, that's, like that's perfect. <laughs> it's really, really good. And what's funny about it is, is these both of the hosts have been my I've been friends with them for both for like six, six and a half years separately. And then like three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, they started making a podcast together just randomly. Like they were we were all in the theater podcasting community um but they kind of started doing it and now it's become a really big business and we've got a studio in the the garment district in Times square area in new york and um we've got a bunch of shows and it's uh it's a big old honking deal so if it sounds like something you want to listen to you can find it wherever you get your podcast you can head over to truecrimeobsessed.com or obsessednetwork.com so that's my recommendation yeah okay so you're doing well on recommendations because last week you kind of candidly recommended um, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Because I told you I was having trouble, or Cam and I were having trouble finding something we would both want to watch. So we started it, like, the next day. good. And we are hooked. Like, it is all we do now (laughs) when he's home is watch that dang show. It's so good. So thank you for that recommendation. Yes. How far are you now? We, oh gosh, what's happening? I feel like the first season what might have been shorter than the others. Is that true? Or no, that was Scandal. Scandal, the first season, was only like six episodes. Yeah. I don't know what season we're on because it just kind of goes on to the next show. Yeah, on Netflix, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're kind of like finding out that like her husband is sketchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're still he super early. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously it's only been a week. Um, so yeah, that show's great. But that is not my recommendation my recommendation is Four Weddings and a Funeral, Mindy Kaling's remake of it. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's on Hulu. Have you seen it or like seen any previews for yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I know of it. I've seen trailers and maybe even some clips, um, but I've not watched it. No, because it's a it's a series based off of the movie from the 90s. Yes, which I have not seen. Yeah, I, I well, ironically, I think it stars Hugh Grant, who was in your recommendation from last week. Oh, does it? I really? think so. I think it's Hugh oh, Grant and Andy McDowell. Okay, there you go. Yeah, this I don't know how closely this one follows that plot or that script, but it's obviously very modern. It's it was made in 2019. It's so good, and I'm sure if you've seen Four Weddings and a Funeral, if this is close to the original there's all these twists and turns and it's like a perfect rom-com and it's another like easy watch if that's what you're looking for if you're not wanting to watch like how to get away with murder for example this is definitely just like a happy well people die but it's like it's a light-hearted and a funeral yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. And how many episodes? It's because it's 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 a um it's like a it's a limited series. It's not an ongoing thing, right? Yeah. It's uh ten episodes, one season, and I googled to see if there was going to be a second season, and I don't think there's going to be because obviously the title is Four Weddings and a Funeral, and they have all those things <laughs> in the one series, so or one season, so they would have to figure out how to do it again in the second season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just an anthology, like mini series, like one season kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was written and produced by Mindy Kaling and Matt Warburton. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll check it out. I, I, 
think I've seen the original movie. I can't remember. I don't I don't remember to be exact, but I think you would like this. It's funny. Yeah, I, it's I'm good. all good with that. So, all right. So those are our recommendations. True Crime Obsessed podcast for weddings and a funeral on Hulu. We will uh, let's include the links to those in the show notes and in the article that accompanies this episode at LandGrantHolyLand.com. All right, that is all that we have for today, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. If you are finding this episode on our website, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcasting goodness. And if you like our particular brand of weirdness, uh, please review us, leave us a rating, all of that stuff. Uh, but if it's going to be anything less than five stars, just don't. Like, why bother? Um, <laughs> there's a very famous um ohio state beat writer and podcaster who left us a not nice review years ago this was like two three years ago when there were different hosts do people who are no longer even with land grant holy land but he like used his own name like i'm assuming it's him what and not like somebody using like faking his name um i'll tell you about it off air but i was like why why do that like it's i mean it's, it's kind of i'm interested it's, it's kind of douchey and i like him he's one of my favorites but anyway um also, you can follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Tia, where can people find you? Tia Johnston underscore. On both the Twitter and the Instagram. Everybody, thank you for listening, all three of you out there that have stuck around this long. <laughs> we will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.